Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. jump welcome to the sai million dollar pdr podcast how you doing it's the week it's the weekend before halloween Woof! all those scary characters coming out next week find a place to hide kids young and old we saw some scary characters this weekend i'll tell you that i'll tell you guys about that in a moment but first off if you're new to the to the format to the podcast my name is brian jump welcome glad to have you thankful to have you what do we talk about here? A lot. We talk about mostly service marketing, how to build service businesses, um, pricing, how to acquire more customers, how to get more repeat customers, how to make more money and work less hard and while improving your English and your grammar. Um, like me, hopefully. But uh, yeah, so and occasionally I'll sprinkle in some family stuff. I try to keep it somewhat personal. Um, we're a big college baseball family, um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'd, we'd love to talk about a little automotive restoration, specifically Porsches, occasionally VW buses, but we've kind of moved to the, to the Porsche realm now. Sold our last bus, I don't think I told you guys that, the 58, she's gone. 58 PGSG, the window bus, gone. Tear, crocodile tear streaming down my face right now. Not really, but it makes for a good visual. Um... What else? What else? What else? Yeah, so that's pretty much what the, the podcast is about. We basically just get into it. Um, we'll have interviews. Hopefully have a couple coming up this week. I did talk to Craig over at one 800 dent I think we got him inked for Thursday. I'll have to check my notes. Hi, I'm Allie Super, I've super cool cat. Very chill. Um, never met him, even though we only live maybe 20 miles from each other or reside or operate. So it should be good. I think he said he was on Toledo's podcast. Um Tool time, dent time, one of the times, um, but I, I I never heard it, so this is gonna be good. And I don't want, I want to keep it fresh, fresca. So we'll talk about um, his business, and he said something about racing. So which I don't know what kind of racing, but that that did perk my my ear, my good ear. So uh, yeah, we'll find out what uh, what racing he's mentioning, and uh, that that's some pretty cool stuff. So yeah, we should have Craig. Um, and a few other characters. So um, I was out uh, milling about last week and I, I came across uh, David from Pacific uh, Dent Repair. Um, and man, it was it was fun. We, we've chatted online before, but I actually saw his big, huge sprinter with the surfing logo on it. Um, and he was uh, at like a police training uh, academy slash gun range. And I just happened to be whipping by, getting ready to get on the freeway. I mean, literally 20, 30 miles from both of our areas. And he just happened to, you know, it was kind of like happenstance. So I got to meet him. Great guy. Hoping to get him on the podcast. Um, but it was fun to finally press palms and, and meet another uh, quality service provider from the, the Orange County area. So that was, that was really cool. Just just by, by you know, hook or crook. Um, so, yeah. So that was cool. So week recap. Other than... Uh, meeting David, um, 
Took a little vacation with the family, the wife specifically, not the whole family. Went out to the desert. We haven't been to Palm Springs for over a year, probably close to two years. Um, that's kind of a getaway if you're not from the SoCal area. That's where a lot of the, the, the everybody's, the jet setters down to the peons like me. Uh, we like to get out to the desert. You get some nice weather because um, not all of California is nice, especially when you're getting into fall. You know, so it was nice. A lot of sunshine, 85 degrees, 70 at night, Halloween weekend. So of course we saw some some interesting shizzle. Uh, that was that was something. Um, we shut down the shop on Saturday. Normally we're open on the weekends, at least Saturdays. And I did have people calling. I probably should have put a note up, but uh, hey, where are you? It's like, oops. Um, so yeah, hopefully I didn't piss off too many people. I think maybe four or five stopped by. That was I felt kind of bad. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Wife and I had a good time, had some good food, met some crazy characters, met this lady who's 71. Short story, I will give you the very super short. She's got a 35-year-old boyfriend, she's 71. Okay, she's highly successful. And the how and why? How is because she acts like she's 35. She's got super good energy. Does she look 35? No. No, she doesn't. I'm not going to tell you she's all plasticky doubt, but... But the why is why not? You know, she's, she makes good money. She works in the real estate industry. And uh, yeah, between that and, and her, her youthful attitude and exuberance, that, that should tell us all something. If you want to have success, energy to me is like, especially positive energy, number one thing. If you like people and you have positive energy, you're going to be successful in pretty much whatever you do, especially if you're going to be my people, right? And we met her and she was circulating. She was like the mayor of the town. They, they called her the mayor of this one really nice restaurant that Frank Sinatra used to hang out in. And we were just sitting down. All of a sudden, the mayor comes walking in, introduced herself to us immediately. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, yeah, what's up? So that was a little bit longer than my short story. But yeah, it just it's about meeting great people. I love to get out and, and meet fresh faces. And, and she was something. She was something. Um, so the lesson there is positive energy, work well with people, um, and you'll always have business. You just will. Referrals on the whole nine. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's just such a, she's just a smile and a, and a beam of light. So anyway, that was fun. My wife and I really had a great time chatting it up with, uh, with Gail. Such a unique force of life. If I think that's, that's probably a better way to put it. Not just, not just simply saying a, a person. She was more than just a person. It still is, not was. She's not, uh, she's not gone. So, anywho, that was fun. Um, so on that note, on that note, we're gonna segue into, uh, we're gonna talk about mood, which sounds kind of weird. We're gonna talk about um, listener mailbag, and then uh, that'll be it. So we, we've had a couple people reach out after last week's podcast, um, and I'm not gonna. There's like four or five, but I'm just gonna go over two people. Um, that made some comments that I thought were worth repeating and delving into a little bit. So thank you, by the way, for, for your feedback and communicating. If anybody, anytime, like I said, help or comments, whatever, I do appreciate it because it helps me determine if I'm, if the barometer is going in the right direction or not with this, this, uh, this podcast. So anywho, all right. So mood, it, it sounds, I mean, it sounds kind of weak ass doesn't it my, brian's gonna talk about mood what you know click here we go all right just give me a moment give me a moment give me a couple beats and, it, and if it doesn't resonate 
you know, go go back to some porn and then click back into the listener mailbag at the middle end of the podcast. So the importance of mood, I, and it's something I kind of, it was the self-realization. We were driving out there and I thought, you know what, if I'm in a good mood, I'm set up to, to do good things, either enjoy myself or do good work or my attitude is going to be good to deal around with people. If I'm not, and this is not just me, this is an everybody thing, I believe. But it's, it's not so much that, it's the realization that we can kind of create and craft our own mood. That's, that's the power of our own lives. And yeah, sometimes you're going to have things, you know, circumstances and events that are going to want to dissuade you and move you off of that pedestal of your good mood, right? And it's up to us to take back the reins of that white pony, you know, that rainbow unicorn, and leap back over the stars and, and, and get ourselves back on track with a good mood. Because, I mean, guys, at the end of the day, we're all captains of our own ship. We're the map of our Lewis and Clark journey. You know, we're the orbit of our personal satellite. I mean, you guys get my drift here? Everybody know where I'm going? Am I moving in the right direction? Yes, I am. Let's ring a bell on that one. All right, good. So, imagine your output. Imagine a workday where your mood sucked. You're in a bad mood. Okay, why are you in a bad mood? What did it? Could be people, right? Could be some badass people. And that's not good, but you, yeah, sometimes you're going to have people come across your doorstep in front of your grill that, that you didn't pick and they just happen to show up. But you know what? You can kind of deflect. You can kind of move, kind of stick and move like a, like a linebacker, you know, trying to grab the running back or the running back, I guess, probably the better analogy, running through the, the line and trying to get to the end, right? So, so surround yourself with good people as much as you can. Positive people, people that are moving in the same direction that you are, hopefully up. They're ascending, not descending, right? Number two, money. Money will indirectly, I think, create happiness. I don't think directly it can. You can you can own a house and have a great car and be miserable. And that money bought you that stuff. But depending on what you choose to do with said money can have a, a great effect on what you do. Like we traveled. We, had, we needed some money to travel this weekend. And we did. How did that affect our mood? In a positive way. I mean, here I am talking about it, right? Met met that wonderful lady, the, the beam of light. You know, my wife and I had a great time. Got to see, have some great food and, and, and some other crap. S- side dirt road, this great lady and her little trio of friends went to a karaoke bar after the nice restaurant. That was kind of fun, kind of interesting. Lots of bad voices, I will tell you that. I'm not freaking Clive Owen, but I will tell you that I, there wasn't a lot of voices that I would have recruited to do a, a record contract. Now, here's where the story goes a little weird, and then I'll get right back on the main highway. After that, they wanted to go to a couple gay bars. Now, I'm with my wife. If I was like running sold these people, I would have said, you know, I'm going to tap out. But whatever. You guys want to go? I don't give a shit. I'm, I, I don't hate. I just recreate. So, sure. You want to go there? Fine. They're, they're not going to be all weird. And they weren't. But it was, and I, I, like I said, I'm open-minded, guys, to each his own, right? You know, I don't care who you, how you, why you, what you. Just be you, you know, so um, Jenner or whomever, right? So, but yeah, it was just, it, it was a lot to take in. It really was. Probably not a good analogy. It was, I was going to say it's a lot to absorb. Nope, not going to use that one either. Uh, it was eye-opening. There we go. That one's a safe one to roll with. It was, yeah, it was different. It was definitely different. And our the the other two people with the group kind of were like having it, or the, the, the one wife, she's just, I don't know, but she feeds off some weird energy. But our beam of light ladies, like, you know, this is just over the top. She lives there. She's like, because it's Halloween weekend, it was just extra saucy. 
So we kind of stepped out after maybe five or 10 minutes. It just was a little, I don't know, just wasn't our gig, wasn't our vibe. So, but anyway, and, and that was starting to put us all in a mood. So working right back to mood. So people, money, and then love. I think everybody needs to have friends or loved ones. And if you don't, it's tough to be in a good mood. I think it really is. And, for, and you have to love yourself, right? If you don't love yourself, what, what's your mood going to be? Probably crappy. So you got to come up with a situation where you accept yourself and love yourself for who you are regardless, you know? Now, moving off of that, let's just let's take some examples. Average mood, okay? Why would you be in an average mood? Okay, maybe you're boring. Maybe it's the same old, same old. And whose fault is that? You're the one that took yourself to that same environment every day. You don't like it. Make changes. But changes are hard, Brian. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, you may have to go into a lower, worse mood to get yourself to ascend to a higher mood. So what? Once again, you drive that ship. You're the orbit of your satellite. Who gives a crap if you got to make, make a, take two steps back down the staircase and then go up a different flight to get to a better freaking you know, ceiling, a better floor? So average mood. Same old, same old. Things that just aren't working out that's on you okay i mean you can't blame the man you can't blame society man up bro it's your fault so how to improve the mood number one environment you select the environment you don't like it change it whether it's work personal whatever we changed our environment this weekend to to have a good mood right we went to the desert had a great time nice hotel good food great people if we saw some people that weren't positive we kind of sidestepped them did a little straight arm running back a little forearm shiver and then went for the seam, and then met some nice people and did a little freaking spike the football in the end zone. Um, and what you do, right? Do you enjoy doing your work? If you don't, guys, I mean, this isn't Russia. This We're not, you know, hopefully it's not Russia at least yet, you know, or China yet. So work and then rest. Have a balance. You know, you don't want to work 18 hours a day, and you want to enjoy what you do. If you don't, you got to pick something that you're going to love to do. How about expectations? Do you have goals and expectations where, man, I really should be here, but I'm not? Are they realistic? Are they achievable? Can you cut them up instead of just like a full Thanksgiving dinner of expectations? Maybe they're, they're side dishes or tapas of expectations, little, little morsels, little, little just single bites. Because we need to feel like we have a sense of accomplishments, right? That's just human nature. So, you know what? manage your expectations and celebrate it okay and what about food have good food you know i mean food is is a major thing a part of our lives whether you eat one meal a day like me or three i mean you know if you're having shitty food that's going to affect your mood and all that's on you the environment put yourself where you want to be people i i have a relative i probably have a couple but i definitely have one and i won't say who this person is but tends to want to be negative and, and dark. I don't want to, I keep them out of my life, I, uh, relative or not. I, I got one spin on this planet, man. I want to make it good, okay? So I'm going to be around people I like, okay? You need to have rest. I, I like, I think getting a, amount, a good amount of rest is good for your mood. Have music. Do you play music at work? Do you have music in your, in your personal life? Does it help set a mood? How about the clothes you wear? You know, how about the shoes? Think about the shoes, man. If your feet feel like ass, ah, well, how's your attitude gonna be? Health, do you work out? Do you have energy? Do you sleep well? You know, all that stuff. It's just, it's crazy, it's crazy. You're, mo you're much more likely to achieve and do great things with your business and your life as, you know, overall, if you have a better qual quality of life. 
you know? So that's it. That's my little preach for the for the mood segment. Hopefully that it, it's it's more for me, really. I mean, I'm just sharing what I, I've been thinking about myself, just trying to kind of just steer the ship in the right direction and improve on it every, you know, every day, every week. You know, I'll come to the studio and I'll look around like, what can I do from an aesthetic standpoint to keep me in the in, in my, my other, I don't want to say workers, but partners here, whatever, you know, keep us in a better mood, the customers to make them happy. It's not just providing services. It, there's more to it, the aesthetic fabric of the whole environment. I mean, it needs to be good. You know, I mean, just like your, your home, you want to have it look nice and be comfortable. Same with your work or your vehicle. I mean, all that, it's just so important. So listener mailbag, here we go, moving on. I had a, a tech, he messaged me and I won't, I won't give names. He said he flipped a hail car. We've talked about hail car flipping uh, an episode or, two, or episode or two ago and he made eight grand, okay? That, that's, that's a good product, that's a good win. It, is that rare money? No, not at all, guys, not at all. I'd say that's kind of middle, maybe a slightly higher than average. I would say five to six is probably average, but eight's totally doable, totally, okay? Imagine just doing one of the, I mean, I love math, you know, not like, like high school math, you know, algebra and, and calculus, but I like simple math, because I'm a simple-minded son of a bee. So imagine just one of those 8K a month. Is it doable? Yeah. Eight times 10 is 80 grand. Eight times 12 is 96, simple math. That's 100 grand, and you're just flipping one car a month. Not bad, right? If you can average eight grand, and you have the, you already have the skill set if you're in our industry, that that's a nice little little chunk right there, 100 grand. I mean that that could be that could pay a fat ass mortgage. That could that could you know do a lot of things for a family or or a solopreneur, and, and you know just a just a wayward PDR wanderer or any kind of service business, but. But eight grand, that's that's a good win, you know? And the trick is, it's just finding the supply. If you already know how to do the service, that's the easy part, right? I do, Brian, I'm a very good tech. Well, good, good for you. Now you just gotta find how to source those cars. And yes, they're out there and they're plentiful, guys. And no, they're not on Facebook Marketplace. There might be one or two, but man, I'll tell you right now, the average public, like I said in that episode, has no idea what a hail car is truly worth. And it's about value. People have to be grounded and know their values. Okay, so another listener, okay, this, this is somebody on the East Coast, said he's thinking about, he doesn't want to grow his PDR business. He wants to move to a different direction and he wants to start a car wash, okay? So let's, let's take about a 30,000 foot view of this opportunity and compare and contrast. Just back and forth car wash to PDR. I've had a few friends that have had car washes, so I can speak from a place of, of indirect knowledge and then I did a little research, so I pulled up some numbers for you guys. So car wash profit margins typically range from 20 to 50%. So, and, and some may fall outside that average, but you know, lower or higher, okay? It, the car wash, just like, like a dent shop, you know, it hinges on location, the facility size, do you own the land? construction, equipment costs, operational expenses, you know, labor, the whole deal. You know, competition, marketing, you know, all that. Seasonality, oh man, you know, I, I have a, a car wash in Anchorage, Alaska. Oof, okay, good luck. You know, I mean, how, how, how's that one gonna work? You know, and, and you know there's gotta be some up there, but you know that they probably don't even do crap for two thirds of the year. So, so 20 to 50% on average margins, okay? Eh, 20 is not so good, 50 be great. So 
So there you go. So what does it cost to buy a car wash from a coin op to like a tunnel style the whole night? 400K is the research I did to over five mil, okay? Now, you might be able to do something cheaper. It may cost you more money. We're talking about land. We're talking about just renting a spot, all the whole deal. I mean, at the end of the, end of the day, if you're gonna have a business, especially a brick and mortar, you, you wanna try to get the land because then you got an asset you can sell. Without the land, the value of the business just, it plummets, it really does. So let's say you wanted to build a self-serve car wash, you know, and just kind of do like a startup. For a self-service car wash, you can expect to spend, you know, anywhere between 15 and $30,000 in equipment per bay, okay? So if you're gonna have a three bay, let's say, like I saw one in, in uh, where was it? Tempe, Arizona, near my son's, uh, near ASU one time. We went in there and I think we sprayed down a car. So that place minimum was 45 grand in equipment for the building structure, another 25. So now he's at 75 grand plus the cost of the land. So that could have been a couple hundred grand in Arizona, could have been a half mil, or maybe he's just renting. Okay, so there you go. So th there's some expenses involved, right? So there you go. Now you know what it kind of costs to either buy or build just a, like a self-serve. Let's compare this to PDR, okay? What are the fixed costs or the, or the margins, I should say? The margins are for PDR are high. They're almost 100%, 95 to 100, right? Less, if you're mobile, it's 100. You know, less, I don't know, wax and plugs and broken tool every now and then, basically round it up to 100. If you have a brick and mortar, okay? Let's do some math. Okay, let's say you're in Podunk, USA, there's no hail, and you're making 20 grand, you know, a month, okay, which is, if, if you have a retail PDR shop and you're not doing $1,000 a day, something's wrong. It really is. Your marketing really needs to get freaking, you need to put your foot in it. All right, so there it is. So 20K a month, okay? Let's say your rent is 3K. Now, in, in a crappy area, it's gonna probably be less. In a nice area, it might be the same or more. Okay, but let's say it's 3K. Let's say you have a tech that works for you. Okay, you just wanna be the manager, okay? Or you, you're hands off. You pay this guy 50%. Okay, 50% of the gross. So if it's $10,000, okay, that, that he makes eight to 10, let's say, let's call it, you know, you know, 40 to 50%, okay? So you have advertising, let's say that's 1,000, and your rent's 3,000, that's $4,000, okay? And you pay the guy eight, that's 12. That means you're netting, let's say, seven to eight grand a month, okay? And the tech's paid the same. So you're basically splitting the net, okay? And if you're doing 100K annually, not bad. Now you can double that, easily double to 40 grand a month, you know, if you do good marketing, if you add services. Most, I would say, PDR brick and mortars or PDR slash, you know, cosmetic loca uh, repair locations should be in the 60 to 80 range. That's my expectation if you're, you know, the ATL, Atlanta, Chicago suburbs, Northern California, Vegas, whatever. I mean, those are numbers that are pretty, pretty staunchy and reliable. Okay, so that's just under a mil to 1.2 a year. That compared to a car wash, the old, there's pros and cons. Let's do it. Let's get into the pros. The pros of PDR, there's less competition than a car wash. There's more margin. I think we'd all agree. And it's probably in a lot of ways simpler in most ways. There's one way it's not. And that's why this individual, and I understand why he wanted to, or still probably does, but you got to look at the numbers. 
the con is obviously the special speciality of recruiting a PDR tech. You know, once you, there's not a lot of them around. There's a lot more people that you can recruit. I mean, labor, labor is important when it comes to both these businesses. Either, you know, it, there's not a machine. There's a machine for car washes, you know, if you're going to do self-serve. But if you're going to have like hand wash or whatever, you can always get staff. You can always get staff. You can always have people service it. I had a friend that had a really nice coin op that he bought. Um, and he bought that business after doing like dealer detailing um, like at scale. He made a lot of money, lived out of a motorhome for like two years on the back lot of a dealership and basically pocketed just about everything. Bought a coin op, bought a house in Malibu. Um, and then it burnt down on those fires a couple years ago, if you remember that. Uh, and I don't know if he had fire insurance, but maybe we'll circle back to that one later. Um, so the cons, it goes back to tech recruiting. It's hard to find PDR techs and, they, and, and the risk is they might leave. If you've got a car wash, it's easy to recruit, and you don't give a crap if they leave. You do because you don't have to retrain, but at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. You lose a PDR tech, you know, there's probably not 10 of them waiting in line. And even in 2023, there are people out there you can hire because they don't know how to do marketing. They may not have the funds to do whatever like you're doing. And the, and the speciality of, you know, the specialty of marketing and, and advertising and all that. But nonetheless... From the labor standpoint, the advantage tips to car wash. From margin, it tips to PDR. So the question is, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer to have have the margin and have to deal with a little more of the hassle of recruiting, you know, training techs? Because the, the timeline on it, on getting a tech up to speed for retail, at least about a year, right? You're not gonna have some dude, you might find a miracle worker that can knock it out in four to six months. But the average Joe is probably not working on a lot of your retail, at least on a high level, for at least a year. Completely different on the car wash level. So I understand what this individual is saying. And, but if it was me, I'd still stay the, the ropes with, with PDR or maybe do both. If I was going to do car wash, I would simply do coin ops, self-serve car washes. You know, I, I think I'd much rather have that than an actual tunnel with people, you know, hand hand wash and doing all that kind of crap. Now the tunnel is a, is a hand wash, which if anybody knows anything about car washes, uh, I'm sorry, not the tunnel, the, the self-serve where they've got the wand and then you hand wash your car, that's way better than the brush style. You go to a, a gas station and they got those brushes or the or the little smaller car washes where you go through the, the with the tunnel and the brushes, that tears up clear coat. Any PDR tech who knows, knows his wares has seen the freaking stainless brush steel you know, pattern in the clear and knows exactly what causes that. It's that shitty ass car wash with dirty brushes that nobody ever cleans. And nobody's going to sit there and pressure wash each brush after each freaking car goes through. Imagine a four wheel drive that goes through, it's caked with mud after just going on the trails. You know, he went hunting or something, comes back, all the brushes grab all that dirt and they redistribute it on your black Audi with your mirror glass mirrored black paint you're screwed you know you're just you just got all your clear coat freaking scratch sure it's going to be semi shiny because of the soap and the water but from closer inspection it's ass with a sprinkle of soap and water which is still not a very good recipe that is not a good meal i'll take my ass with some water and soap no thank you although i did see some of that out in the desert like i said but we're not going to go back there palm desert that was palm springs so, anywho, so there it is. Those are the two listener bag, listener mailbag 
or bag, uh, comments and, and, and not questions, but just conversations. And I, like I said, I think, I think it gives merit. I really do. Um, it's something to think about. I think both of them make sense. It's just, it's personal preference. What do you want? Do you want to have more hands off, don't need the margin, and just want longevity without hassles? Yeah, you probably tip your hands to the, to the coin, you know, self-serve car wash. If you want to make a lot more money and you don't mind dealing with the variety and the and the little bit of the risk and having to having to have some redundancy on your tech thing, or maybe you got to fill the the shoes of somebody that maybe leaves after a while. Okay, there's that too. I get that. I, at the end of the day, I, I I've had staff that have been with me for over going on 30 years, guys. And how do they stay? You pay them. You treat them like rock stars. You give them the work and you pay them. Pay them well. If you're trying to pay somebody 10, 20, 30 percent. There's too much economic pressure to go out on their own. But if somebody doesn't want to deal with getting getting the work and just wants to put their headphones on and just head down and work and make good money, provide that for them. Be the, that's why this that's the, one of the reasons why this podcast exists. We talk about marketing and how to fuel the fire, right? So, you know, doing the work, I mean, I think, honestly, after you get the training, to me, that's the easy part. Becoming a good marketer, knowing how to price, knowing how to, how to position, oof, that's where the juice is. That's where the gold is. All right, that's it. We are 29 minutes in. I'm going to get this bitch done in under 30 minutes. Halloween week. What are you going to wear? Are you dressing up? Am I dressing up? My grandfather used to put on this old uh, mask. It basically was Michael Jackson's Thriller mask. And he looked so funny in that thing in his 80s and, and just turning 90s when he'd go to the door with the kids. And he put that, they get so scared. My grandmother finally made him take it off because half the kids would just, just start crying and shit. They were young, you know, they might be in strollers or whatever. So, anyway, God missed that man. He was a good man. James, where are you? But, anywho, have yourself a great, great week. Get yourself in a good mood. Hopefully, that served you. It served me just talking about it. It just reaffirms some of my own goals and directions in life, you know, and how to stay on the right path, right? Have a good life. People around you are going to appreciate you when you're in a better mood too, aren't they? You're going to be more like a, like honey. You know, you can attract more flies, right? Not that you want to attract flies, but if you did. So, anywho, appreciate you guys. Love you, man. Thanks so much for listening. If you're new, thank you. Hopefully, you found some value in this. Um, stay tuned for this week. Like I said, we should have one or two interviews. I'm um, looking forward to getting Craig from 1-800-DENT-DOC on. If you have some questions you'd like me to ask him, Feel free to reach out to me. You know how to find us at DentcoPDR on Instagram. You can find us uh, on our website at denco.us. There should be a form. Um, So yeah, look forward to hearing uh, any comments or questions you want to hear from uh, Senior Craig. Other than that, you guys have a great week. Have a great Halloween. Be safe and sane. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.